Let's go, baby. Let's go. We're getting closer to a Big 12 Colorado reunion. It is good to be here. I'm excited as ever on Heartland College Sports. I'm Pete Mundo. As always, thanks for joining us. Subscribe to the channel. We cover the Big 12 Conference uh, from top to bottom as we have for several years. The YouTube page has been blowing up because of you, so can't thank you enough for sharing the video, hitting that subscribe button, and um, also finding us on the podcast, where many of you have been for several years. Always grateful for your time and grateful for you picking this show from the busy list of things you could be doing right now. So, uh, big day. Big day on Monday, Tuesday this week. Get my days all mixed up with the holiday. Tuesday this week, as Dennis Dodd of CBS Sports puts out a report saying that the Big 12 and Colorado have had substantive talks as they discuss the idea of a reunion. Yes, that's right, a reunion where, of course, Colorado spent several years, I mean, several decades. Colorado is a Big 12 legacy program. Colorado played in the old Big 7, the Big 8, and the Big 12 from 1948 to 2010. And then they were afraid they were going to be left stranded if the Pac-12 collapsed excuse me, the Big 12 collapsed, and they completely bailed on the conference. And it was a mistake. If you look at um, the lack of money, they didn't make the money they thought they were going to make in the Big 12. That's number one. Number two, on top of that, they did not have the recruiting pipeline to California they thought they were going to have. And then adding uh, fuel to the fire, they just didn't have any success. Colorado did not have the success they thought they were going to have when they left the Big 12 for the Pac-12. It did not happen, but they've got a chance to come back. Brett Yormark has extended that lifeline. Brett Yormark has said, if you want back in this league, we want you. It's a good fit. It's a natural fit. It's an organic fit. And I have been for over a year Pounding the table, well, really since USC and UCLA announced they were going to leave. So for nearly a year, 11 months, I've been pounding the table saying, get Colorado back into this conference. And I know many of you disagreed with me. Many of you said, Pete, that's crazy. Uh, we can't stand Colorado. They left us. Don't do it. You got to look big picture. You have to look at what actually matters when it comes to just the basics of what makes sense for this league. We cannot let our pettiness, and I say that as a fellow Big 12 fan, we cannot let our pettiness get in the way of what is in the best interest of this conference. And what is in the best interest of this conference is welcoming back Colorado. It's a no-brainer. And that's why, you know, I saw this Dennis Dodd report, and I'm doing cartwheels because it's what I've told you for a long time, by the way. I've talked to people around the Big 12, and they all have had their eyes set on Colorado thinking that is the first domino they can get to fall. And that leads to Arizona, Arizona State, and possibly Utah. But, you know, we'll see what the deal is there with Utah. But that adds potentially the four corner schools we've talked about for a very long time. So uh, this, is, this is moving along. And I said in the middle of May, I said the next six weeks are going to be paramount. That's where a lot of big decisions are ultimately going to be made. So let's go through some of this report from Dennis Dodd. You know where I stand on Colorado. He says, yes, they have had substantial talks um, between the Big 12 and the Buffaloes. 
He adds here, Dot adds in this report, Colorado and the Big 12 have met face-to-face while involved in consistent talks over a period of several months. It was made clear that a move to the Big 12 would not be made without the support of football coach Deion Sanders. Well, I've heard a lot about things that Deion Sanders has reportedly said. I don't know if what I'm about to share with you has been reported anywhere publicly, but I will share this with you. I talked with somebody who, um, shall we say, was familiar with Deion Sanders' thinking. And one of the big issues Deion Sanders has had with the Pac-12 TV negotiations is he wants to be on linear TV. He does not want to be sitting on Apple TV+. Deion Sanders is a showman. Deion Sanders understands that his brand is, frankly, at this point, bigger than Colorado's. Colorado's brand has improved because of Deion Sanders' brand, not the other way around, right? Right now, Colorado football and the brand of the Buffaloes is riding on the coattails of Deion Sanders because of how irrelevant that program has been for, geez, going on a decade at this point. Dion knows that, and he knows that, yes, he's got to get substance in the program to build up the program to build a winner in the whole thing, but Flash is what Dion is selling right now. Prime time is what Dion is selling right now. And I'm sorry, but you can't sell prime time on Apple TV+. Plus. You just can't do it. You can't get the eyeballs that you need. You can't get the attention that you need. From the college game days of the world and the big noon kickoffs and places like that, you simply cannot do it. Deion Sanders can't do it on Apple TV+. Plus. He needs linear. Now, we may be sitting here in 10 years, and that conversation may change. Linear TV may be like talking about, um, you know, <laughs> the, uh, geez, the cordless phone. It seemed great for a period of time, but then it completely went away with the iPhone and everything else, cell phones and, and whatnot, right? That could be what linear TV is in 10 years. There may be no such thing as linear TV in 10 years. But for today, this is why Brett Yormark was smart to lock in a short-term deal with ESPN and Fox. Linear TV is still king if you want to reach the most eyeballs. It's not an Apple TV+. Plus. It's not an Amazon Prime. The NFL can get away with it. The NFL is king. And the NFL puts one game a week on Thursday Night Football. And by the way, they did it for, what, a billion dollars a year? You can justify that if you're the NFL. The Pac-12, the reports are they could have half of their games on Apple TV+. Plus. They can't afford that. They should not be signing up for something. That would be insane to do that. So this, this uh, what's the best way to put this? The person that I spoke to who, might be fam- who is familiar with Deion Sanders' thinking suggested to me that Dion wants linear TV. He knows he can't go to an Apple TV Plus. He can't go to a streaming service. It's not good for him. It's not good for the program. And on top of that, he said, you know what? How am I going to get some of these kids and their families to pony up whatever it is, 10, 15, 20 bucks a month for Apple TV Plus? Hey, you can't just flip on the tube and watch them on ESPN. You got to get a subscription to Apple TV Plus. Fine, Colorado could cover the cost, but how ridiculous is that? Family, friends, you want them on Apple TV Plus? Yeah, just get a subscription. Geez, it was easier to watch them in high school, stream the games on, uh, you know, some website. Like, what is this all about? So Dion gets it. And I believe that just based on that story I shared with you, Dion Sanders is all in on this move. 
just thinking about who Deion Sanders is, what his approach would be to something like this, and why it makes all the sense in the world for Deion to ultimately say, you know what? Big 12 is where it's at. And it is from the standpoint of what Brett Yormark is building, the flashiness that he brings to college sports that, frankly, the sport did not have. Certainly the Big 12 did not have under prior leadership. Not a knock on Bob Bowlesby, but this is just a different way of doing business that nobody in college sports has ever seen. You combine Brett Yormark and the marketing capabilities of him with a guy like Deion Sanders, I mean, it's it's. I hate using cliches, but I'm going to use one. The sky is the limit with those two guys joint at the hip, helping build the brand of not just Colorado, but the entire Big 12. That would be absolutely enormous. So I believe that, you know, if Colorado is truly saying, as Dennis Dodd reports here, that Dion has to be on board, I, I believe that he is. Based on what I know and the people I've spoken to around Colorado and around this thinking of Deion Sanders, he's on board. So uh, what else does Dennis Dodd go on the report here? Uh, he says that Rick George, the Colorado AD, told him that he has no further comment under, other than what he said last week. Now, what did Colorado Athletic Director Rick George say last week? Well, we have a video on this up on the YouTube page. It's also part of uh, the podcast from earlier in the week. But if you missed it, what Rick George said earlier in the week is, quote, we are proud members of the Pac-12. In a perfect world, we'd love to be in the Pac-12. But we also have to do what is right for Colorado at the end of the day. He said that to Buff Zone, which is a Colorado fan site. Rick George saying that to Colorado. How do I interpret that line? I interpret that line from Rick George as him saying, you know, uh, we love you, Pac-12. We wish we could have made this work, but we just can't. He is laying the foundation for his fan base to prepare for a move to the Big 12. That's how I interpret that from the Colorado AD, Rick George. In a perfect world, we'd love to be in the Big 12, right? It's like when you're trying to figure out how to dump a significant other. Whichever way this goes, right? If you're a guy trying to dump a girl, or you're a girl trying to dump a guy. What do you say? You preface it by saying, you know, in a perfect world, this would have worked. It's not you, it's me. That's what Colorado is saying. It's not you, it's me. In a perfect world, we wish this marriage would have been great. We wish this relationship would have been long-term. Unfortunately, we have to break it off. Unfortunately, we've got to move on. I have to do what's right for me at the end of the day. That's what Colorado is saying. They are signaling their divorce from the Pac-12. The Colorado AD did not deny talks with the Big 12. He didn't tell Dennis Dodd, now, Dennis, you know, we have not been talking to the conference. What do you get out of here with that? He didn't say that. He just said, I have no other comment other than what I said last week. And if Rick George wanted to go out there and truly crush these rumors and crush these reports and crush Dennis Dodd, he would say, Dennis, you're full of garbage. You know it. This is not true. We are committed. And he didn't say any of that. All he did was tell 
Dennis Dodd, and tell CBS Sports, go back to what I said last week. We'd love to be in the Pac-12, but we have to do what's right for Colorado. He is saying goodbye. That's what he's doing. Now, Big 12 Commissioner uh, Brett Yormark and Pac-12 Commissioner George Kliakov had no comment. So uh, that is something that we should not be surprised by right now. But what's got to be very attractive to Colorado in this whole thing is that they would receive equal media right shares of about $32 million starting in 2025 to join the Big 12. That makes this move very attractive. That's a big part, an underrated and underreported part, by the way, of the Big 12's contract with ESPN and Fox. It's believed to guarantee an equal share for any expansion teams so long as they are currently Power 5 members. So they can't go and grab Tulane and give Tulane $32 million, which is what the other Big 12 teams are going to make from just the uh, ESPN-Fox part of the deal. But if they grab another Power 5, they become an equal shareholder. And what nobody has talked enough about in this conversation is that it ultimately may be in the best interests of ESPN and Fox to have one of the Power 5 conferences fall apart, and why not the Pac-12? Like, this is where the Big 12 was two years ago. There was a belief that ESPN, remember, uh, Brett, uh, Brett, I almost said Brett Bowlesby, <laughs> combining Brett Yormark and Bob Bowlesby. Sorry, guys, I don't think either of them would like that. My bad. Bob Bowlesby accused ESPN of sabotaging the Big 12. Bob Bowlesby, to his credit, went to war with ESPN and accused them of basically trying to force the Big 12 to collapse. Now, we'll never prove it one way or the other. I was defending Bowlesby at the time. I said, okay, uh, this thing is stinking to high heaven. I defended him. I thought that Bob Bowlesby did what he had to do to defend the conference, and I appreciate that. And by the way, the conference obviously ultimately survived in part thanks to Bob Bowlesby. So that being said, um, it would not shock me one bit from a financial perspective. We know ESPN's hurting. Disney as a company is bleeding money left and right. Do they really want to pony up for another conference? I highly doubt it, right? So I'm looking at this, and I'm saying to myself, it makes sense. If ESPN is quietly saying, you know, <coughs> we love you, Pac-12 teams, but you know what we love a lot more? We love our bottom line. We love our ability to have maybe four power conferences spread out these teams around the rest of the country. Oregon, Washington, go to the Big Ten. The Four Corners, go to the Big 12. Yeah, you know, you got a couple teams left holding the bag. You got Washington State, Oregon State, Cal, Stanford. But, you know, they're not, eh, the world will move on. Everybody will survive. Such will be life. The Mountain West is waiting for you. Not trying to be mean. I'm just saying that's how it works in a dog-eat-dog -dog world. So it would not stun me one bit if ESPN is not in any way incentivized to negotiate with the Pac-12 or the Pac-10 or whatever you want to call them. They have no incentive to do that. They would be better off likely monetarily letting the Pac-12 collapse, 
moving some of those teams into the Big 12. Yes, they'd have to pay the four corner schools equal revenue for the Big 12, but they'd save money by not having a handful of teams in the Pac-12 that they don't have to pay Power 5 money to. So this could actually be something that works out in favor of the TV networks, notably ESPN, but also Fox. And that part of this conversation does not get the attention that it should. Because, by the way, a lot of the national media people either work for ESPN, work for Fox, are in bed with them or in some way, shape, or form. You're not going to hear that in a lot of those places because they don't want to look like the bad guys. And by the way, they shouldn't look like bad guys. I can't believe I'm defending ESPN here for a second, but I will. They have a business to run. And if they're sitting there saying, we can either save the Pac-12 and pay them 25 mil per team per year, but is Washington State and Cal and Oregon State and Stanford really worth it right now? Or do we just let that conference fold, move some teams into the Big 12, pay them their equal share and move on? That's what makes... The most amount of sense in large part. I'm Pete Mundo on Heartland College Sports. As always, hey, um, we're giving out. I sent out another 10 today. Heartland College Sports koozies. Got a brand new box of a couple hundred right here. All you have to do to get them is leave a rating and review on the podcast and send me a screenshot of that rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O. On Heartland College Sports, hit the five star, leave a review, and um, subscribe because that helps us tremendously build this show without some multi-million dollar marketing budget like CBS and ESPN and the others have. We don't have that. We've got you. We've got me. We've got this show. And uh, if you're new to the show, we have team-focused podcasts as well. Uh, Not all the Big 12 teams yet, but we are building out a roster of Big 12 team-focused podcasts. So search Heartland College Sports. Um, We've got Kansas, Kansas State, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, TCU. Uh, So we are slowly building that roster and just search Heartland College Sports. You'll find all our team-focused podcasts as well. Uh, David on YouTube Live, David writes, hope the Big 12 kills the Pac-12. Well, uh, the Big 12, this is, I think, part of what's going on too. Nobody wants to take the blame for killing the Pac-12. The Big 12 will get the blame if this does go down the way we think it's going to go down with Colorado potentially bolting for the Big 12. The Big 12 will get the blame because the national media doesn't like the Big 12. Or I should say they just have softer spots for the Big 10, the Pac-12. A lot of them went to school at those institutions. They're going to protect their own, right? Um, The reality is the Pac-12 was killed by the Big 10. The moment USC and UCLA bolted, that's when the Pac-12 was potentially a dead conference walking, and it only got worse from there. The Big 12 may may ultimately put the final nail in the coffin, but if history is correctly told, the Big 12 will not be responsible for killing off the Pac-12. The Big 12 has been fighting for its life, for its survival for the past decade plus. They're finally stable, and now people want to turn them into the killers instead of looking at the real ones who are the Big Ten, who poached USC and poached UCLA, and that was it for the Pac-12. That was it. Uh, Yes, if Colorado does bolt, then yes, the Pac-12 will collapse. That will be the first domino to fall, and that's what Brett Yormark and the Big 12 reportedly are trying to do. 
They get the first domino to fall. They know the rest are falling with it. Um, <laughs> Big 12 is victorious. That's from Blake on YouTube Live. I like that. You know what? Pretty damn good time to be a Big 12 fan. As someone who's been covering this conference for over a decade, you know, it was dicey there for a long time. What is this league going to look like? What is this conference going to look like? Is it going to exist? What are we going to do with this show? I mean, there was a moment in time where as a staff, you know, I've had guys who have been with me now, Derek Duke and Matthew Postens, they've been with me now for seven years, I want to say. We were like, and then, you know, we have great guys like Brian Clinton, Joe Tillery. Um, uh, there were moments, and then a lot of other guys uh, who were podcasting for us and writing weekly columns for us. I had a talk with the core staff members. I'm like, are we going to have to become a Big 12 conference? Excuse me, a Pac-12 conference when I thought the Big 12 was going to collapse? Are we going to have to become a Big 10 conference? Do we become just a Heartland mishmash conference? What do we do? What do we cover? And now here we are about two years later, and the Big 12 is stable, as stable as it's been in, I would say, well over 15 years, probably 20-plus years at this point, and the trajectory is as great as it's ever been. It is a very good time, a very positive time to be a Big 12 fan, and uh, man, these are exciting, exciting times for this conference and for this league. So hit that subscribe button before um, you head out on this show. Thank you for being here. Really, genuinely, can't thank you enough for helping us build all um, the content that we do every single day, the written, the video, the audio. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook as well. We appreciate you. Hit that subscribe button before you go. And keep an eye on us because the Colorado news is brewing and it's getting more intense by the day. I'm Pete Mundo, heartlandcollegesports.com. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great rest of your day.